So we started a new series on watch night called Follow Through. And the question is, what you gonna do? You gonna lay back down? Or are you going to follow through? Our key scripture for this series is Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 8. In the message translation, it reads, Endings are better than beginnings. It says, sticking to it is better than standing out. That still trips me out that this kind of stuff is in the Bible. I, I still get tripped out. That's because everything you need, every, sense, every place of encouragement and motivation is in the Word of God. Endings are better than beginnings. So the Lord has us looking at this thing this year entitled Follow Through. Father, in Jesus' name, speak to us today in a transformational way. And I ask that you'll make clear that which is for us. We want to know your ways. We want to know your heart. Download your will into our lives. Now, Lord, think through my mind, speak through my mouth. Give me clarity of thought and agility of will. Allow me to talk in the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, follow through is self-governing. Okay? Follow through is self-governing. If you're telling yourself the gym is where I need to be, or if you told yourself you're going to the gym, if you told yourself I'm going to be better at my profession, I'm going to be better as a spouse, I'm going to be better as a person, as an, an employer or an employee, all of that is self-governing. All right? You may have a support system, but that doesn't matter if you're not willing to govern yourself. So before my gym membership uh, lapsed last month, um, Edge and I had been going to the gym, and so Edge had a few days where I didn't show up. And so he called me one morning while he was about to go, and he said to me, hey, hey man, uh, no, he texted me, he said, hey, we said we, we was going to do this, and I need you to help me. Now, he needed me to help him, but he was already in the car. At that time, I was in the bed. But it became self-governing that if I'm even going to keep my word, I have to govern myself. My mama was a church secretary, and every Sunday when she finished giving the church announcements, she says, these are our church announcements. Please govern yourselves accordingly. If you're going to follow through, you have to govern yourself accordingly. So this morning, I want to show you a text of scripture really quickly that I think the Lord wants us to talk about. And quite honestly, I'm very excited about, been itching about it all week. Matthew chapter 26. Matthew chapter 26. I'm going to start reading at verse 36. I'm reading from the message translation on this go-round, and it says, Then Jesus went with them to a garden called Gethsemane, and he told his disciples, Stay here while I go there and pray. Taking along Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, 
he plunged into an agonizing sorrow. Then he said, this sorrow is crushing my life out. Stay here and keep vigil with me. Going a little ahead, he fell on his face, praying, my father, if there's any way, get me out of this. But please, not what I want, you, what do you want? When he came back to his disciples, he found them asleep. He said to Peter, can't you stick it out with me a single hour? Stay alert. Be in prayer so that you don't wander into temptation without even knowing you're in danger. There is a part of you that is eager, ready for anything in God. But there's another part that's as lazy as an old dog sleeping by the fire. He then left them a second time. Again, he prayed, my father, if there is no other way than this, drinking this cup to the dregs, I'm ready. I'll do it your way. So far, our scripture reading for today, I want to talk to you from this thought, lessons from the great finisher. Lessons from the great finisher. So, of course, we often hear this particular text around Easter. And so this is Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. And um, many of us actually grew up seeing this particular picture or this painting with Jesus kind of by a, a rock or a large stump. And he's, he's praying like this. Y'all, y'all, some of y'all seen that picture? He's praying in this big moon right there because he's praying, God, help me. Pop, Dad, this is getting heavy. So this scene is familiar to us because we've seen it and we hear it preached uh, yearly almost at Easter time. But this scene is also familiar because of the surroundings. He's in a garden. And the first time we see a garden in the text of Scripture is in Genesis with Adam and Eve, a garden. And it's interesting because we don't only see a garden in this text with Jesus in Gethsemane, and we see it in Genesis with Adam and Eve, but we both see, I mean, we see in both spaces an opportunity to follow through. Adam and Eve had an assignment. They had information from God. They had instruction, and he said, hey, y'all can eat everything around here. Do your thing. But this tree, don't bother it. Okay? And I love, I love God because not only did he say don't do it, he told them why. You know? You know and he didn't say because I said so, mom and dad. He said, because surely if you eat of this, you'll know the difference between good and evil and, and this whole, I just want you to know me and this interaction that we have. He said, so don't eat of this tree. So then uh, the serpent comes in, starts having this conversation with Eve, okay? And you know the story. Eve finally takes the fruit, ate the fruit, okay? Mankind did not turn left 
when she bit, but really when Adam bit. Because still, we still had an opportunity, even though the two were one, we still had an opportunity for us to make a turnaround. However, they did not seize the moment. And the opportunity to follow through with the instructions that God gave, they didn't do it. So watch. What was broken in the first garden with the first Adam was now fixed in the second garden with the second Adam. That's what God, that's what the Bible calls Jesus, the second Adam. So the second Adam is in the same spot and is now at a place where, where am I, what am I going to do? Am I going to follow through? Can I say this to you? The garden is the ring in which you fight yourself. In this corner, we have Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Mary and Martha, the carpenter, Jesus of Nazareth. Yay! In this corner, we have the Son of God, Savior of the world, soon to be known as Jesus the Christ, if he gets this right, Jesus. And so both guys are in the ring that we're calling a garden, trying to decide who's going to win. I told you a few minutes ago, we don't have a garden to go out into, but we got a world. The world is the ring in which we fight ourselves every day to see which one is going to win. So we see Jesus in this garden fighting. And let me say this to you. If you're going to follow through when it comes down to the whole, am I going to do this right or not? It always is going to take a fight. It ain't easy. Come on. It ain't easy. In the video opener, we got the alarm going off. I can see myself in the gym. I just can't get up. So in my mind, I am winning, but in my body, I am losing. Follow through happens when the mind and the body align. If you ain't writing, write it. Write that down. Tweet that. I said, follow through happens when the mind and the body aligns. It is both physical and it is physical. It is mental and physical. There you go. It's physical. <laughs> so, so it's in the garden, guys, that we start doubting ourselves. I, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know. Because, see, before you get to the garden, I got this. Because now remember, when we start looking at Jesus coming on the scene, even if we look at John's account in John 1, the word became flesh and dwelt among him among them and we understand that he was full of grace and truth and he was the light and the world did not comprehend the light and we see this glorious Jesus who's like I'm here to do what my father says and my father 
sends a text message that says, dude, it's about to go down tomorrow. And Jesus says, ooh, tomorrow? It's, going, it's about to happen tonight? And so he takes a group of his supporters to the garden, and he says, hey, I need y'all to pray with me while I go fight. <laughs> Unfortunately, even those closest to Jesus couldn't stay awake. So he's over there praying his eyeballs out. The Bible says in, in one account that he prayed so hard that sweat came down like drops of blood. Pastor Deidre teach, uh, taught, us a year, uh, taught us a couple of years ago about that it was actually there is a condition where blood starts coming through your pores. So Jesus was really praying because he was really struggling. Let me say this to you. Don't despise your struggle because if Jesus struggled, why wouldn't you? See, you keep feeling like you're weak. You're not weak. There's just two people inside of you. You know, I've been teaching that for years. I get you on one day, you are Jesus Jr. I catch you on another day, you depressed, down and out. I don't think I'm going to make it. I, I... There's a fight. And if he fought, why, why shouldn't you? Stop saying it's not the way I'm supposed, it's not the thing I'm supposed to do. I ain't supposed to go this route because if I was supposed to go this route, it would be easy. Says who? Quit. Listen, stop listening to the world's malarkey. That's some, that's some, that's some malarkey. Now <laughs> to keep it G-rated. <laughs> I, I, I posted a thing the other day that says, if the easy way was the right way, they would just call it the way. You know? Because there is, there, is, there is a fight in getting through. There's a fight. You know, when you, when you play basketball, the coach will tell you, yeah, you, you got a good shot and all, but you don't follow through. And that's what the coach used to tell me when I played ball. I played ball for many years as a kid, and I was a great power forward and had a fantastic outside shot. And he said, Tim, I see your potential. The problem is you don't follow your shot through consistently. What's the follow-through? A follow-through, follow the difference is some people shoot like this, and that's, that's the cute shot. You know, you want to you just be like, <laughs> it's dropping. And the coach be on the sidelines going crazy. What are you doing? I don't need no cute players out there on the court. I need somebody that's going to follow the shot through. Because when you follow through, your, your hand goes with the ball. And he says, when you follow through, you are guiding the ball. Even though the ball has left your hand, you're guiding it into the goal. So sometimes when the thing ain't in your hand, you got to see it as if it's already happened. That's what the follow through is. But most of the time when you want to be cute and think you got it. Some of y'all, some of y'all players know what I'm talking about. You don't hit about three or four. And now you feel like I'm in my rhythm now. You're in your rhythm because there is a fundamental law that says. And the problem is we want to be cute and not fundamental. Fundamental don't get you the ring. I mean, uh, cuteness don't get you the ring. Fundamentals do. You hear what I'm saying? Ain't much cuteness on the, on the Warriors team. You said that ain't how they play. They're not superstars. They play fundamental ball. Okay, all right. 
Oh, he got quiet, boy. Uh, uh, oh, no, no warrior fans in here? Listen, you don't have to be a fan. You can't deny the wins. You can't deny the record. Even some of the team members that have played with superstars said, I'd rather leave the superstar and play with the fundamentals. I can't get no talk in here. All these haters. We, listen, ain't no money going down in here. Hit a principal, man. <laughs> All right. So, so here's the thing that you, that you got to know that Adam messed up over here. Jesus is fixing it over here, which also tells me that I got to follow through on some stuff in my life because some people that have gone before me broke some stuff that I got to fix. See, that's the part that we don't want to deal with. But listen, it's happened all the way through history. Come on, Martin Luther King was born when he was born. And all of those that was a part of that civil rights movement because people had broke some stuff that he had to fix, that they had to fix. And see, our follow through is crucial because when we follow through, we'll be fixing, listen, some stuff broken by previous generations. Oh, y'all don't want to hear this kind of stuff. That's why you got to stay in your marriage because all your uncles and all them cousins you got, ain't none of them was ever married, and if so, they didn't stay. Come on, you got a history in your family of divorce, and God is calling you to fight through where you are so you can fix what's broken in the garden of your generation. See, we don't want to deal with that. But listen, I don't care. I don't care. Listen, you can't be the Johnsons. We the Johnsons. We, we, the, we the Fosters. We the Friars. We got family pride. You also got family baggage. That it's going to take you to break. You know, my mom and them, they was all alcoholics, but, you know, we just drink occasionally. Maybe you got to fight through or not at all so you can kill or so that you can fix what they broke. Because you, 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 you don't drink liquor like that, but you're smoking weed like that. And so you want to call it alcoholism. God is calling it addiction. Oh, I can't get no talk. Uh, uh, drums. Your daddy was gambling and, 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 and got all, gave all the money away. Your mama was mad all the time because you couldn't keep no money and you know, you don't gamble, but you shop a lot. The end result is you broke. I just want to talk to the drums. I want nobody to think, he talking to me, he must talking to me. No, 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 I was just talking to the drums. Because you got to follow through. And your follow through will fix some stuff that was broken before you ever came on the scene. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Can I tell you one of the things I'm struggling with? Can I tell y'all? Can I be vulnerable? You know, I struggle with this whole weight thing because, you know, my mama died at like 65, 68, somewhere in there. And my mama was, was a four-figured woman. But I believe that the breast cancer that ultimately took her out, 
I believe it has something to do with some of that. And I think about that all the time, my follow through. Now watch this. I got to watch it because I got a full figured family. You hear me? Well, you got big boys, big boys like you. Man, that's good. It depends on how they got big and the habits in which they have that keeps them there. You hear what I'm saying? My follow through will fix some stuff that was broken. Now, I'm just giving you my thing. You got your own. Some of y'all's I know, some of y'all's I don't, but I'm going to give you mine since I'm talking. And so you got to start thinking about the wrestling that you have in your garden. Hey, your daddy got a whole bunch of kids and one but married but one time to your mama. And when you started doing the math, you said, wait, wait a minute. We ain't but a year apart. You're going to have to fix some stuff that was broken. Come on. Come on. Your Aunt Thelma and your cousin and your Aunt Louise don't talk to each other over some stupid junk that happened way back before you was born. And now what's breeding in your family is the inability to forgive. What you going to do to kill it? You got to follow through and forgive some people who you feel like they have. You feel like you're justified. That's the wrestling. I'm justified in this. I should be able to keep this. I should be able to hold on to this. You don't know what they did to me. You don't know what they said to me. I did this and they did this. That's the wrestling. Now watch. Jesus goes back to his disciples and he says to them or says to Peter, hey, bro, man, I'm over here praying my heart out. Can't y'all just like. We're just praying for an hour. You can't pray for an hour? And he said, man, y'all need to pray lest you fall into temptation. Okay, but then he goes on and says something to this. And when I read it multiple times, I wonder, is he really talking to Peter or is he talking to himself? Because he goes back and says, he says, hey, because the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. My question, I wish I could just step right in there and say, hey, who are you talking to right here? Are you talking to Peter or are you talking to you? Are you really confessing the fact that I know in my spirit this is what I'm supposed to do? But my flesh don't want to do it. See, Jesus is really, really wrestling. Sometimes he's having a conversation with somebody and yet still wrestling himself. We don't want to talk about the humanity of Jesus. Can I go you a little bit further? It wasn't that he didn't want to go through with it. That's not what he was struggling over. He was struggling over the way he had to go through it. See, he didn't come and say, Father, come on, man, let's not do it. What he came and said, is there any other way? (laughs) Why are you struggling with the ways, Jesus? He said, I'm struggling with it because I don't want to do it this way because my flesh says if I can make it easier. If my flesh, my flesh is saying, hey, man, can't can't you do this and still be comfortable? And Jesus said, I'm wrestling because I understand that Proverbs teaches me that there is a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof is destruction and what Jesus is saying I don't want to go through all the stuff that I've been going through and get to the end and see destruction so I'm fighting my flesh wants it easy but I don't like it the way 
it's going down. God, is there another way? And Jesus has to resolve. You know what? I'm not going to do it my way. I'm going to do it your way. Why did you make that resolution? Jesus, he says, because the prophet's right that his ways are not my ways. That his thoughts are not my thoughts. So at some point, I got to give in. Either I'm going to do it my way or I'm going to do it his way. And what I realize is his way ain't going to be easy. But his way is better than mine. Y'all with me? So he's, he's wrestling and he comes to the fact that he says, not my will, but your will be done. Your way is better than mine. And the truth of the matter is, if I got to go through this, I want the outcome to be beneficial somewhere. I want the outcome to be helpful to somebody. You see? So what happens is we got to get to this place where we say to God, have your way. That's the wrestle. As, as Edge would say, that's the rub right there. That's the rub because the rub is, I want you to have your way because I know that you know what's best, but I really want to have my way because that's what I'm used to and that's what I'm comfortable with. And after all, I like control. Because if I have it your way, that means I have to release control. Let us think. Because what Jesus said was, nevertheless, not my will, your will be done. Nevertheless. Think about what he's saying. Nevertheless. What, what is the less? The less would be my way. The less. The less would be my way. I'm going to give into it and get it. The less. The less is, the less is not considering the ripple effect of everybody else in my life. I'm just going to do what I want to do because this is what I want to do. That would be the less. And he says, never the less. And we got we to start picking up some of the vernacular of Jesus because, you know, we say never to the wrong stuff. I ain't going to never let nobody do me like that again. Oh, I'm preaching good. I, I, I ain't going to never let nobody talk that, that way to me like that. That ain't going to never happen to me. Oh, you got me one time, but you ain't going to never do that to me again. We say never to the wrong things. I ain't, ain't going to. Hey, listen, listen, one of the things in my house that I say never to as I was growing up, my mama would buy stuff to fix because my mama did a catering stuff on the side. So she'd buy fruit cocktail and all this kind of stuff. And she was doing jellos and all of that. And she'd be like, you can't eat that. I never understood why the stuff was in the house and you telling me I can't eat it. Well, I used to be hot about it. You can't have this because this is so-and-so. Then she'd make all these puff pastries. Like, Mama, can I have one? No, that's for so-and-so. You can't have it. And I say it, I'm never going to live in a house where I can't eat what I want. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to wrestle with that now. Because my wife be like, hey, don't eat those grapes. That's for their lunch. You about to hear the door slam. Where you going? Walmart. I'm going to get me. I ain't going to have no grapes in this house that I can't eat. Because we say never to the wrong stuff. 
Y'all, I'm trying to tell you, man, that stuff drives me crazy. My house now. I ain't catering. <laughs> it's hilarious. So we say never to the wrong stuff. So watch. But here's the thing that we cannot, we spend a lot of time talking about what's happening in the garden. Because I want you to understand the fight. I want you to understand the tension. And all that tension is in you. But here's the thing. Follow through doesn't happen in the garden. It's the resolve that happens in the garden. I'm glad Jesus resolved that he was going to do it God's way. But that's only the resolution. Listen, your declarations, your writing out your visions and all of that kind of stuff, that ain't the follow through. You can have post-it notes all over your house reminding you to do something. That ain't the follow through because the follow through don't happen in the garden. The follow through happens on the cross. Oh, Pastor, what you saying? Yeah, well, I would love to tell you that the follow through is what you say. I would love to tell you that your follow through is all about how you do it. I want to tell you today, sorry to tell you, that your follow through is about how you die. Because <laughs> not my will, but your will be done is what I said. To execute that, he had to die. And then it became what God wanted. Let it sink. Let it sink. You don't get follow through without something dying. Yeah, but I just, I can't go to the gym because I just want to sleep. Oh my God, okay, we'll go to the gym later on today. No, I can't because my, my, schedule, my schedule won't allow me. So in order for you to get to the gym, something has to die. Huh? I want to live like Jesus. I want to do what, you know, I love, I love the Lord. He heard my cry. Yeah, but you ain't living right. You can't love the Lord in your words. You got to love the Lord in your death. For me to live, Paul says, is Christ. And then when I die, gain happens. So what we find is Jesus, I love it. it I don't know, it happened so quickly when you read the text, it happened so quickly that when he finished praying, when he got up that, because if you read the text, he prays what we read, he prays, he goes back and says, dude, y'all wake up. Then he goes back and prays again, and he comes back and he's like, dude, flesh is willing. You know, spirit, I mean, spirit is willing, flesh is weak. Come on, man. He goes and prays again. Jesus was wrestling. Three times he prayed, can you fix this? The third time when he was like, all right, all right, your thing, not my thing. When he got up from praying, Judas and the people who was going to take him to jail were standing right there. I was kind of, you know, you read that, you're thinking, God, you, you was tired of that once. You tired of all that back and forth. He's like, you know what? You said yes. Okay, yes it is. Y'all going to get him. Get him real quick before he changes his mind again. Go on over there, get him, arrest him. Because we got to get to the cross. Because the follow through ain't in the agreement. The follow through is in the finishing. Come on. Come on, y'all. Credit ain't what it need to be. That ain't because you said yes to the car or the house. 
Your credit's jacked up because you never got on the cross. You didn't finish. That's what a finish is. The finish ain't in, yes, I'll pay you. Come on. You said yes just to get the car. At, at the time you said yes, you didn't even know how you was going to pay it. You just said yes. You was glad that that last thing wasn't showing up yet. Some of us knew what we was doing when we were going down there. I took this last car. Let me go on here today before they get on there. Let me go and get this car today. Can't get no talk. But we said yes. And so then when the bill comes, they say, okay, let's follow through. And you follow through for three months. You follow through for six, but it got to be a follow through was delayed. Watch. But then when you stop following through, they came to get your yes. And see, that's what, that's what happens. God, God's going to come after that yes. He's coming after it, and that's where you're going to have to follow through. So what we find now is that Jesus is arrested, goes through all of these court proceedings, and ultimately he has a big cross on his back. He's headed up the hill. Pastor preaching Easter in January, yes. Because the end result is he gets up on that cross. Listen. They put nails in him, which also says to me, you can't die without some help. You can't follow through without some help. And listen, that wasn't positive help. That was negative help. That's why you keep running into imbeciles that's just driving you crazy. That's why your husband and your wife, y'all keep fighting each other because everybody got to die. And what you don't realize is what we fighting back and forth is that, hey, you know, what I'm doing right now is nailing you to your cross. You nailing me to my cross and we just got all this tension. Why don't we just both decide that we'll die now so we can get to the follow through? Because watch it. When he gets on the cross, the Bible says that at the end, he looked up to his dad and said, Dad, I know what I said in the garden, but I also got on the cross. It's finished. Listen. The cool thing is, when you're successful at your follow-through, three things happen. Put them on the screen for me, Christina. Here's number one. You get power. The Bible says that after Jesus came out of the grave, oh wait, did I tell you that when you die, you don't have to stay dead because God will resurrect you? See, we worried about dying to ourselves. Uh-uh, I'm gonna hold on to this. I'm gonna keep this. This is the one thing I'm gonna keep. Uh-uh, we not, uh-uh, this is, I put my foot down right here. Hey man, die. Probably everybody in your house wish you were dead right now to which way you acted, but just, just die. Because if you die at God's call, God will raise you up in a glorified state. Can y'all hear me? Y'all hear me past what I'm saying? When Jesus came out of the garden, I came out of the grave, guess where he was? In a garden. It's amazing. Because the battle does not end when you're fighting yourself. 
It ends when you die. See, this is the, that, that whole flip thing of the kingdom. Because the world tells you if you die in the ring, you, 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 you're not good. As the world tells you if you die in the ring, you've lost. But the kingdom says if you die in the ring, you've won. Because when he comes out of the grave, he's in the garden. And then Mary, who was over there to try to minister to him, tried to hug him. And he said, hey, you can't touch me because I haven't gone back to my father yet. I'm in a glorified state. You can't touch me. Oh, well, what are you saying? God says, if you follow through, die to the struggle. When you come out, there's going to be some stuff that tries to touch you that can't because you're going to be at a whole nother level. Now, when, when you follow all the way through, you tell them, hey, put on hammer. <laughs> can't touch me. You can't touch this because I am now victorious. Come on. When Jesus got out of the grave, he says, I'm victorious over death. And I know we look at that literally because he literally died. But I'm trying to tell you now metaphorically and spiritually that when you go all the way through don't give up you win it is death when I die to myself I really win so then you find now you keep reading he says hey all power has been given to me listen guys when we overcome some of the stuff and follow through on some of the stuff that we said we were going to do it makes us powerful let me tell you what happened this morning so I walk in late. Pastors and elders there, they had just finished praying. They were talking to me. Keisha Mitchell is serving today on the team that uh, makes sure I have what I need, water and stuff. So she takes care of me. So she walks in the room and she says, hey, pastor, do you want them to be talking to you? If, if you don't want them, like she, all the elders and stuff, like she, you want them to be talking to you, y'all need to leave. But now she comes in and all this black, looking like Michael Jackson. <laughs> With a new attitude. You know why she got a new attitude? Because she wearing a size six these days. <laughs> so watch this. But what has happened is, she has set some goals that she has overcome. And in her follow through, she has gained some confidence and power. And she walk in and all skinny with these little tight jeans on, like, oh, y'all get out. <laughs> and they was looking at her like, ooh, ooh, but they left. <laughs> because when you follow through, power comes along with it. Do you hear what I'm saying? We laughing about it, but the truth of the matter is there's another level of confidence when you have successfully overcome when you have successfully come through. You see what I'm saying? So when you talk to married couples who've been married for many, 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 and many years, and they tell you all of they junk, they be glowing. They're like, we done came through that child. Y'all just, just hang on in there. It's going to be all right. You be like, you don't know. They say, yes, I do know. And I'm talking to you like this because I've been there and we stayed. They be just looking like they just in love. But we got it wrong, because our picture is newlyweds stay in love. And they all lovey-dovey and kissy-face, kissy-kissy. What I'm finding is, it's that middle section. 
where it seemed like ain't no love. But when you get over that mental section, ain't nothing but all the kids gone. You can run around naked, all that kind of stuff. Hang in there. Hang in there, because when you come out of this, you'll get a glorified body. Tell them, Keisha. Hang in there, man. Next, you get authority. Jesus says all power and all authority. Listen, when you get to the place where you're successful at overcoming and following through on some stuff, then you can start speaking to some stuff and say, hey, 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 you're not going to raise up your head in my life no more. We've come through that. That's done. That's authority. See that? Not only do you get power and authority when you follow through, Jesus taught me, you get repositioned. Because when he came out of the grave, he hung around for about 50 days, giving some final instructions. And then he went back to live it on top. Seated with God, his father, where he came from. You understand what I'm saying? He went back to that. And so what you got to understand is when you overcome some stuff, you overcome. When you win, God repositions you to the next level. And at every level, there's a garden. And every level, there's a fight. But when you win, you go to the next round and the next round. I mean, old saints will say every round goes higher and higher. <coughs> so you got to stay with it and follow through. For some of you, you're too close to give up right now. You're closer than you've ever been. Well, wait a minute. What I'm starting to understand, the closer I get to victory, the more drama happens. Yeah, you think? Yeah, I know. Because Jesus had more hell the last week of his life than he did all 33 years. You hear that? Vince says the crescendo. Y'all didn't know I had a, had a I, I ain't really talking. That's really Vince over there talking through me. He's a ventriloquist. <laughs> I just missed that cue. Crescendo. Because what happens is, the closer you get to death, it just seems like everything happens. That's when your nails are going in. I got the most pain. Man, I ain't never, I've been through some stuff before. I declare it ain't been like this. That's because the nails are going in. You're, clo you're closer to death. And you think this is hard. What you really need to be thinking is, yes, this is almost over. Because after death comes resurrection that God brings. And I would rather die with the resurrection than God, that God brings than to live with the drama of my own life. It's going to get better. You're going to have power, authority, and you're going to be sitting in good places. Paul calls it positional truth. This is a positional truth that we are seated with God in heavenly places. But you can't get there with worldly stuff in you. You can't get to heavenly places with worldly de desires. So st something has to die. That's why you got to always be wrestling in you. Is this the right thing? Should I be doing this? I'm feeling this kind of way. Be honest about what you feel with you. But you, quit acting like you ain't nothing in here that you're struggling with. I go to church every Sunday, I got it right. You lie. And you crazy. 
most of the successful hellions, real hellions, go to church. Real hellions go to church. What you talking about, Pastor? Hellions are the people that just live the way they live because this is who I am. Real hellions are the ones that go to church that mask it. Ooh, I can't get no talk. Let me talk to this TV. Hey. Real hellions are great actors. TV. Come on, man. Be honest with yourself. I'm struggling here. God, help me with this struggle. That's why you ain't got time to talk about people, because you need to be talking to God about you all the time. God, this, this chick just passed by me. God, I want to turn around and look. I am struggling. As a matter of fact, hold on. Okay, so Jesus, I just looked. You gonna be real? And see, what happens is you start believing your own lie that you ain't got no issues and that you're self-righteous. Lessons from a great finisher. Let's stand. Oh, you didn't put my clock on today, so you know what? I am on time. Would you stand? <laughs>